Hey everybody, I'm Jody Vance. And I'm George Affleck. And it's time for Baby You're Gonna Have to Drive a Car. Wow. What do you think? Do you have a prediction on this one? This is a transit strike. I just know my prediction is I'm going to be driving my car more to get my kid to school who takes the transit every day to school. Uh, And that's going to be a real hassle for me (laughs) and him. Uh, Not that I don't love, you know, hanging with my, my youngest uh, in the car. It's always a pleasure, but it does add an hour to my commute back and forth because the school is uh, on the east side. So Vancouver. So yeah, it's not looking good. Not looking good for a transit strike in this region. I'm a little bit, well, I'm not a little bit, I'm a lot concerned with an already stressed workforce with an, or like a lot of people who work in hospitals, a lot of people Mm -hmm. who work in restaurants, a lot of people, people cannot afford vehicles. They Mm -hmm. do not own cars. They do not have ridiculously expensive insurance on those cars to pay really, really high gas prices and then ridiculous parking fees. This is- They can find a place to park. Right? So yeah. while I understand the 180 uh, administrators who are looking for somewhere between a 15 and 25% pay increase over the next three to five years, is it three years or five years? Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm following the bouncing it's ball. It's rate of inflation, like, I suppose. I know. get it. But is, should transit be to some level an essential service? Because we have been taught, George, as a society, that we need to lean in on public transit. We need to leave cars by the wayside. We need to move away from car culture and move into using public transit more, cycling and transit, cycling and transit, cycling and transit. And now, in February, we're all riding our bikes to work? Is that what's happening here? I don't (laughs) think so. I don't think so. There's not enough. There are enough bike lanes for you to do that in Vancouver, as you know. Uh, I think, well, there are two things. One, you know, you don't want to do that as a government. So you don't want to look anti-worker, uh, especially when we have a left of center government. Uh, I think also, so they'll they'll let them go and then they'll let it last for however long. And then they'll last one was back four months. Last one was four months. But it was rolling, wasn't it? I mean, they found a way around. It was, wasn't four months fully, though, was it? I can't. God, so how long uh, it was, was 2001. That? It was 2001. I was in Toronto. I just remember it being a big enough story that it made it all the way across the country to the center of the universe, the big smoke where um, things that happen out here are like, whatever. Well, um, and, and you think about 2001, we didn't have Canada line. We didn't have no. uh, a lot of the buses that we have. We didn't have all the extensions on the SkyTrain. We didn't have certainly the use of this. I mean, I think what's, you know, if any, as you know, people talk about if we didn't have the trains, we'd have 12 lane highways in order to get into the city. So for, from, from a, from a perspective, as far as how important public transit is, it's going to tell you pretty quickly about how bad, how much we rely on it and how people perhaps underestimate its impact on how we get around this region more than perhaps they would. So that's which a good takes thing. Us, right. Which takes us back to the people who run it the people who staff it, the people that are the administrative arm of it, like, should those people be paid more in order to have this important, you know, I'm I'm trying to find the balance between the two sides that are clearly uh, needing Vince Reddy to be in the middle. Um, Right now, there are going to be recommendations that aren't going to be binding. 
Um, you know, so eventually right. we come we come to binding arbitration at some point. I don't know the details of it. I'm watching it like you as a parent who has a 16 year old whose entire life runs around his compass card um, and he safely gets yeah. around uh, from Huge. here to my dad to my dad to his dad's place out in uh, South Surrey, White Rock. And, you know, you're going to be that's driving more. His, that's yeah. his freedom that he, that's yeah. not. I know, you know it's these like having kids a car. are going through a lot, eh? I mean, yeah, I know COVID. Now this it goes on and on. I mean, it sucks to be uh, if you're 12 when COVID came out and you're like you're like our kids were, or, or yeah. you, you know, you're dealing. Anyways, I think I think what's interesting. Well, I think, uh, you know, I think that there is the issue also of automation, and I think that's yeah. so you're looking at these are workers, you know, they're looking for big increases, but also yeah. you know we have a very very one of the best. Uh, you know, driverless vehicles in the world. Uh, our SkyTrain system in Canada line. This Except is for when it snows. As well. They put drivers in it when it snows. Do they? Just they sit there yeah. and, put, and push buttons. They sit there because snow the can be looked as an obstacle, which stops the train. So they have to be right. there to be like, yeah, no, that's snow. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. Uh, let's move on because like Cowbell, more park board. There's just always more park board. Always more Cowbell. Um, can can we okay first of all i saw i was watching global morning news today and i saw councillor pete fry on there talking about he and a couple of other uh councillors having a special meeting at their own expense from their yeah. per, per, personal budgets or whatever like city city budgets but personal budget where they're going to have open consultation about park board and then it's like open consultation how many people are signed up well we're capping it at 10 people Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I was like, so 10 people that you know will agree with you on this? Like, I'm I'm just, this parkward thing, honestly, George, we've talked about it for 200 and how many episodes? Um, yeah. yeah. It's... You and I are anomalies here. We, we talk about services and not about the history and all that stuff and all the other things that they're talking about yeah. and the fear mongering that's going on that, that, uh, that ABC just wants to pave over all the parks and the golf courses and put buildings on happening. them. And, and I really don't happening. believe, and I think that there's still elections every four years. And if that was happening, there's one thing to do. It's interesting though. What's what I find interesting, you got John Cooper, former NPA ran for, was running for mayor, then didn't, and, you know, park board chair for a year, uh, working with his arch nemesis on park board with Sarah Blythe, who was vision, and they're working together, putting together yeah. a whole public, you know, uh, community event that they're going to be doing along with probably Pete Fry and all those guys. You got the Green, you got MPA, you got Vision. Brendan Bastiovansky, he was former ABC, yeah, right? Yeah, he's a current ABCs, Park Board Commissioner. Got, he's uh, very Coke. vocal. Yeah, you got a you got a movement here. It's a movement, we, and that's not good. It's a movement. ABC. Okay, so all of those people we just named off, John and Sarah and Brennan, um, I like all those people. I like them. I've interviewed them. Mm -hmm. I've agreed with them on lots of stuff in the past. I really have. Yeah. Um, I'm worried about the amping up of rhetoric that I feel isn't aligned with what reality has been here, um, or nor, as you mentioned, what it might be going forward. Nobody's going to let City Hall, you know, bulldoze down a park and put up a parking lot. Like, it's just not going to happen and i hope this age as well because i'm saying it i said it and i meant it because i will uh, uh, i will go down swinging on that one you know what i'm if, saying but i and i brought this up and i said this before to you 
in, in fact, there's opportunities if city is controlling this. For example, the boulevard along Canby Street. The city doesn't do anything with it because Park Board says it's, it should be parkland. But it's not parkland. It's basically roadland. But so the city doesn't do anything with it because it's, uh, it's just a headache. So if the city is controlling the parks, now they can go, well, you know what? The boulevard along Canby, let's put some pickleballs on there. Let's put a, let's put a dog park on there. Let's put, let's put the tennis courts, whatever. Uh, that's in that massive amount of green space they could use for all sorts of things that they don't because they're like, ugh, park board. And that's how I always feel these days about park board. Ugh, park board. I'm right. sorry, Common but I just sense, don't, you guys. don't have, you have 15 So years going back to what, I just want to finish crap. my point about these good people. I think they're good people yeah. that feel very passionately about what they're trying to defend here. And, you know, uh, listening to John and all of his, um, how much heritage he has within park board, he certainly does. He 100% does. But I also know that he has spent the last four or five years ranting on radio with you and me and others about how brutal Park Board has been, right? Mm -hmm. So he's defending it as an entity mm -hmm. while not addressing its failures, its shortcomings, the failures and shortcomings who have led us to a place where our parks are in disrepair, which he was a champion of fixing, which I loved about that. And now the, the the way he's positioning himself, he's not taking that into account in his message messaging. And I think with Sarah, uh, who I appreciate that woman works super hard. She puts her, her puts her feet where her mouth is. She acts on the things that she is passionate about. You know, I, I believe that Sarah has a very good heart, but some of the things that she says about this topic now, because of Ken Sim wanting to, you know, get rid of the park board and streamline things and create, why not be a part of the change for the better? Why not insert yourself in a way it, because the bureaucracy to this point has worked in some ways for mm -hmm. those things that, you know what I mean? So acknowledge those things that have worked, go to city hall, be a part of the change or not change depending on how it goes, but be vocal about what it is per in particular that you want. Use your common sense, use mm -hmm. your gift of the gab, use your platform and say, speak to your want and to your need and be specific yeah. about it. This it's, you know, fascism or blah, like whatever. I'm like, guys, guys, <laughs> you're not helping. This is not helpful. And, and it's gotten so polarizing. And one day you're on the team and the next day you're not just against it, but you're act actively coming for it because it's, it's all bad now. It's like, really? Is it though? Is it all yeah. bad now? Anyway, and rant. I, I, I think, and we've talked about this, it's very risky for Ken Sim and ABC to do this. If they don't get a decision from the province this spring, it's going to drag on. It's going to get uglier yeah. and uglier. Oh, this is a rabid, on. you know, you think back, remember the community center issue that Penny Ballum, who's a, who's the, the uh, city manager, and she tried to bring in all the community centers, amalgamate them into one system and one computer system and one governmental structure. You know, each community center, as you may or may not know, uh, has a different model, a different board, a different, they're run, some are run op by independently, some are run by the city. They're just, they're not, It's and, and it still is like that. And she was like, this seems wrong. Uh, and so the in, in kind of consultation with the park board, this is where all the park board stuff really started to fall apart, um, where cities started to intrude on that, also cutting the funding to this to the park board, so they couldn't do their job anymore. This is we're talking 2008 here, 2008. Yeah. This started happening in a really big way. So it's 2024. You know, it's 2024 now. You've had 16 years of, of failure of infighting, and uh, but on the other hand. 
we know how strong this group was. She was unsuccessful, very unsuccessful. She'd managed to negotiate a deal, which was basically the same deal they had before. Yeah. Um, nothing much changed within the community centers. And those people also had a victory. And and I and there's the same people that are still are fighting this issue. And so for Ken, who couldn't even get his own team in line on this, uh, it's it's very, very risky. And I, I would have suggested to him if I was his consultant and I was involved in there, don't do it. It's not worth it. It's not worth right. the battle. Instead, kill him with kindness or build it with kindness. Even better. You should just right. fix it or 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 find a better way to do it, but don't don't go this route because it may not be successful and it could be the end of his uh you know leadership because he's already lost several people within uh the park board who left him and weren't aligned which was surprising um and, and I, I don't know why this was a surprise to any of them to me i saw this coming I, it seems obvious that he was going to do this i don't know why this, I, we've talked about this i just think I, of course he was going to do something about the park board he, he had is. a super majority i just assumed he had his team on board that's um, the thing right because yeah. that's what you talked about as he was getting his supermajority, well, when it looked like in polling that he would, and then mm -hmm. he did. And you said, well, here it is. Because the, yeah. the way to get rid of the park board is to have the majority on the park board and then everybody votes to dissolve it. And then yep. clean, done. Yep. Um, but after speaking with people like Brennan, um, he was blindsided by it. He was yeah. promised, in fact, by this mayor that that wouldn't be happening and nobody knows that what those conversations look like where there was a misunderstanding or if it was clear or if ken sim mayor sim just flip-flopped on it or read the room because you know there's a lot of twitter thing there's a lot of noisy headline and then there's actually people right <laughs> how many people are as nerdy about this stuff as we are yeah you know not a lot which they they see you, a headline. I'll tell you yeah. one thing that they're really on right now about the the Stanley Park, um, the plan to trap and tag the coyotes in Stanley Park with leg hold traps to then find mm -hmm. to tag them so you can find their dens so that they can then control the population of coyotes in mm -hmm. Stanley Park. That has now come to light that it is also in Pacific Spirit Park. I'm walking through Pacific Spirit Park and I have people stopping me. It's funny. I think I'm incognito when I'm walking through there with no makeup, my hair and a ponytail and a toucan with my dogs. And people are stopping me going, are you going to be talking about this with the coyotes and the leg traps? And I'm like, oh my gosh, people do care about some things, but they don't care about all the things they, they don't look at the government structure they just go government and i think that's and at the end of the day this is going to be a decision by the, federal, the provincial government and provincial, yeah. has already alluded to the fact uh not a priority and the more noisy the opposition gets the less likely he's going to be wanting to make a decision quicker for an election and when he's got an election in october he's going to be going how sticky is this is it going to be a good thing for me especially in his riding specifically which he yeah. is at risk of losing um you know as as christy clark did when she ran um, there is a risk that he could lose his own seat. Um, Even though the premier. polling, what do, what do we believe in polling now, right? Because it's like the, there was this morning the stat that like 46% of British Columbians would vote for an EB government if the election were called today. And then the number of people who would vote for the Conservatives, I believe it was 24%. And like BC United is like over here up on a hill in the distance, the the... <laughs> I mean, it I, has to be something serious in, in Kevin Falcon's uh, mind. 
at the moment. Well, it's certainly not great that that poll came out just the same day as they're holding their leadership event last night uh, for Kevin Falcon. Um, but I will say that the polling that I've seen for NDP is in the negatives and it's massive decline uh, against them. Um, hmm. And that's... Uh, and what were they talking about today on Global? Well, that's a poll that Mario Conseco came out, right? That's oh, okay. His poll. This is a poll different that I've poll. seen through different polling that their decline is significant in support. So what do we believe then? Well, it doesn't matter though. Because they, their NDP is going opposition is split, right? I, they don't have to worry. It doesn't matter if they're right. going to negatives, a negative right. sixty or whatever. It doesn't matter because they don't have an opposition, and right. so the challenge will be on election day. And of course, the Falcons looking going. I hope it's like if this person kicked a dog moment for him, uh, for EB is that at the on election day do the voters go? Do we you know if there is this. Lack of support for even mostly it's related to healthcare uh, in BC. Some of it's about truth and reconciliation and the Endrip stuff too. Well, I yeah, saw, we'll get to that because I think that right? that's that. So on election day, people are gonna, you know, that's what they're, you know, at this point it's a long wait. It's like six, eight months till the election. Although BC United are talking, they could be a snap election in the spring. I doubt it. Um, so I think that you know, you know, <laughs> but and I was talking to an MLA up in up in the north, and he's he won by two percent. Um, you know, he's BC United in a riding that you think would be a strong BC United. But if they, if conservatives run somebody up there, that riding's going NDP or green, but probably NDP up north. And so you're looking at, you know, all these ridings in the interior going conservative, all the lower mainland going NDP, really splitting the province, which is it becomes risky um, and it becomes uh, divided. And then you end up with these people that are going to be more united to Alberta. Uh, and what's going on there than the art oh man don't even get me started on danielle smith right now um you did mention the green party i i want to well first i want to get because the green party uh sonia first and now she has made an announcement that that is how she would like her name pronounced it's she changed it because we all called her sonia first First to know and then she said no it's first to know yeah and so it's been first to know for a number of years yeah and just day before yesterday I got an email through my chorus account uh, from Richard Zussman that said the the Green Party leader would like to change the way her last name is pronounced. It is now first to know first. Sorry, first to now. Shoot, I just did first to now. Yeah, well, she's changing writings, right? That was announcement that came. She's going to Organsville writing, isn't she? Yeah. 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 Interesting. It's. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to talk about the undrip thing because I really don't know a lot about this. I was speaking with a friend of mine Nobody who will has. remain unnamed, um, who has a, a place up in uh, on the Sunshine Coast. And sort of this one little enclave is dealing with a back and forth about Department of Fisheries and Oceans, you know, and, and docks that have been in place for decades that now must be removed because of um the first nations um sacred grounds and wanting to give back there's a like a whole dynamic there that like a, a number of years ago when that when the transition started it was very of course of course and of course mm-hmm. and now it's become a little like a little more well it's all about one thing and then it's it's not necessarily about that and it it's it's getting it's getting acrimonious. It's, it's not healthy. It's not helpful. Mm-hmm. And there's this, there's more and more conversation and I'm getting this Intel from somebody who is sort of a, a spectator to it, but he's watching it get 
acrimonious there. And and then there were discussions and around this. I'm like, well, that's really wild. Like, what's at the root of this? And he goes, at the root of this is the fact that UNDRIP, part of it within the Truth and Reconciliation Plan is to give all Crown land in BC and yep. all Department of Fisheries and Ocean and Lake um, fronting uh, to First Nations to run. Uh, and I, that's all I really know about it. I'm like, why isn't that's that a headline? It. Is it? Because I'm like, what's? It's, why isn't that a headline? Because it's a I don't big know. story. I know. And I was talking to somebody yesterday about this too. And and it's it's significant. And 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 I'm surprised that the BC United haven't embraced it in a big way. It's a big deal. And it's it's happening. It's happening. And and you know, you this you know, put aside your your you know issues related to you know the reconciliation ticket you know issue you know challenge that we have and the goals that we have but this is governance and and this is a significant control of our not only just you know the whole country really and um well because what uh, constitutes crown land i don't know the def definition of that is that like parkland foreshore foreshore for is off on on outside on on certainly on an ocean front is is controlled by the federal government so our ports would all be anything where the water starts touching the land basically that, that, that from there out is the federal government. So that's why, for example, in False Creek, you see all those boats out there in False Creek because that's a federal government mandate. So the city can't do anything. Province can't do anything. The federal government's right. not doing anything. So you have all these people just uh, floating around out there living and the federal government's not willing to do anything or doesn't want to police it or whatever until they sink. And then uh, they call in some people to take the boats out and that's it. Right. And they don't, you know, there's just no appetite. One time, Sam Sullivan, when he was married, pushed it hard, and he got he got in a lot of trouble for that for just going and, and telling them to move their boats. So right. you know, the I federal government that. controls anything on the water and and mm. uh, outside. You know, I don't know the the lakes, but certainly on the on the coastal line. Because I absolutely am uh, a, a middle aged white settler, so mm -hmm. I don't fancy myself being an expert on much about this file, but I am absolutely a humble learner. I want to know more and I want to understand more. And I think the worst thing that could happen right now is for it to just become a bee in a bonnet in a corner of a province. And then it becomes a huge issue that divides further um, yeah. people. Doing the in opposite of what it's supposed to do. Yes. That's yes. my concern. That's why yes. I worry that this isn't a bigger story because the conversation needs to happen around what's happening, why it's happening, how it's happening, and and all of the details so it doesn't become a bunch of clickbait. And I don't know all of it. I'm coming to you saying, did you hear this? Because mm -hmm. I literally had this conversation yesterday and I'm like, I live my life in British Columbia news and this is the first I've heard of it. And he's like, no, it's been going on for years. And it's coming to a head. It's part and of it's starting yeah. here, and then it's going the whole province. BC is the first province, and then it's going to go the entire well, country. And it's like biggest, wow. I mean, we have the biggest ports in Canada here. I mean, it's a kind of yeah. a significant issue. That's all of Canada. If BC is the first, it's everyone. Um, so it's yeah, people, deal. we should all brush up on this, and I think that they'll probably hear more about it. Certainly from the BC United uh, yeah. here in BC, and I would imagine uh, Pierre Polyev uh, should be. I'm surprised. I haven't heard much from him on this. Yeah. But, you know, when's the election, this is, it would feed into his narrative on Trudeau, uh, you know, and so be a very effective, but also, as you say, it's very divisive and we don't want. That's the concern, man. We do are, not And need... we've got these nations that are successfully negotiating their land 
treaties and managing. here in BC and yeah. like the Nishka and having great success. And yeah. and then this comes into play and you're like, okay, well. The Squamish, the Musqueam, the Tsleil-Waututh. Like we are seeing some grown up business acumen mm -hmm. going on here uh, and in a really great way, I, I yeah. believe. I like to, I like to see that. I want to see more of it. It's kind of like, and I'm, hopefully this is taken in the way that it's intended. I look at it like the rights of women and when women were underestimated, when, when it was in my lifetime that a woman was, I was not an adult, but it was in my lifetime when a woman was not allowed to have a credit card unless her husband signed for it. Like it was like that for the generation before me, two generations mm -hmm. before me, no voting. Like, right. Not that long. Right? Not that long. So there was a time where people would, would where intolerant people perhaps would want to keep First Nations and Indigenous Métis and Inuit people in their spot that they felt most comfortable with them and saying, you know, pointing at things. Well, look, they can't do that. Look at the emotional woman. She can't do that. She can't be a leader. Look at, right? Look at this. And now so you point to, you you're point worried to. You're going to reverse? No, no saying? I, I'm saying I would like to. I would like to help be a part of what creates and fosters much more equity, right? right? So that we're not looking at places like the downtown east side where generational trauma goes unchecked, where people can't get the work that they deserve, where people can't get nor think they could deserve to do the training that they should have on land that was once theirs. Like there's a lot to this that needs fixing, right? It took the war for women to step into the roles of men then men came back from war and said, wow, you did a really good job while I was gone, hun. Right? Like there's... <laughs> I want my baseball team back. Uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? So I hope I'm not oversimplifying. I'm just trying to give no, it... but I'm I think... I'm trying to I give think, it some voice. I, you know, you brought, you, you brought the park board as a, a, earlier and about yeah. divisiveness. And this is, of course divisive and 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 you're seeing it obviously in america more than anywhere, but yeah. also in the netherlands you're seeing these governments that are coming in yeah. that are divide and conquer and taking us backwards on issues and if you think that on any issue whether it be first nations uh women's reproductive all those things like you don't think we can go backwards on these things of course we can right of course we can with very so I very do now worry about that yes like very bad decisions by policy you know that that can make people angry and that's we're seeing it and then you go backwards and you're like oh my god are you serious and next thing you know i'm having to sign my credit card application for amanda can you imagine I mean, yeah she'd be like yeah i don't need a credit card yeah that's right forget it, forget it. <laughs> we've only got you know three and a half minutes here and probably 10 topics that we wanted to hit is there one thing <laughs> in particular that you wanted to to get to um one one that peaks for me is the medical assistance in dying uh, shift yeah, that the well, federal Trudeau government decided to delay it. Right, they, they pushed it, pushed it to next year, which I think is telling on election time potentially. Yeah, We're looking at now a spring election for next year for the federal liberals, if that's what he's thinking, because this yeah. is obviously an issue that's close to their heart. They wanted to push it through the assisted suicide or assisted dying or whatever we call medical it. assistance in medical dying is what it's yes. called. Yep, and, uh, and for there was. Healthcare, People. There was That's a pullback tough. because of the mental health piece. I mean, there are a lot of people advocating for um, cognitive disability being um, so you could give advanced consent. I mean, if you're, you know, there's a lot to it. Um, we've talked about it. If, until you get me, you build the right facilities to take care of the people that have mental health care issues, which you don't have yeah. now. 
and people this deinstitutionalization in the 80s and 90s uh is one of the reasons and then and then the lack of yeah. housing we've talked about this over the last the suffering years. right it's yeah. until you fix that problem i had a real challenge where you're offering this, this you know this other thing when you're going well wait a minute have we tried everything possible to help these people in a, in a different way i just feel like we're letting them down more and more and then this is like some kind of escape I, I, and i don't want to get into you know the the nitty-gritty of this but it's like to me wait a minute what about the way we how do we not how do we help them in different ways first can we not yeah. look at the funding for how we deal with mental health care issues in this country because clearly it's underfunded and, un and underserved and not taken care of and as a result here in vancouver we have people walking around the downtown east side with massive mental health care issues and drug addictions it's and it, people walking around people walking around in uh clothing and and wearing shoes and driving cars that you would never know that they have a an invisible disability that they cannot get help for or they right. feel the stigma of it. Um, this is, well, we saw it with one Elmo tweet on Twitter, the landslide of reply that Elmo got by just checking in and ask how everybody's doing. It went incredibly viral. I think it was 200 and some million uh, impressions on, on just a super benign Sesame Street tweet. People are struggling. Mm -hmm. People are are really, really struggling. And you and I have talked about this many times on this program. We haven't even begun to take uh, a measurement of the toll these last four years have taken on just average you and me's. And yep. and what what is there? I was stressed, so stressed out for the last number of months because I was without a, a general practitioner, which would have been a lifeline to get the help that I might need. And mm -hmm. and there are thousands and thousands, maybe even a million people, uh, even just in this province, who yeah. don't have access to just basic health care. Like there's some mm -hmm. real struggles here. So before I agree with you, before we go all the way to, well, I don't like my life, so I guess I'll just see if I can die in a, in a humane way. Um, yeah, we should probably shore up the things that are the problem and urgently so. Yeah. Urgently so. Exactly. Well, what oh, a man, fun topic to end on, my friend. Uh, follow oh. along on George's uh, social media because you're a, a wealth of information. You are George <laughs> underscore Affleck on Twitter at George underscore Affleck. I'm at Jody Vance, Jody with a Y. Um, yeah, hit us up and listen to Unspun Podcast. Go to unspunpodcast.com. Like, subscribe, maybe share it with your friends. I'm getting a lot of DMs and stuff from people saying, I really like the pod. So, we, you know, nice. I guess we keep going. Do we keep going? You're six now. So what the heck? Might as well. Might as well. See you next. See you next week, buddy. <laughs> Bye. Oh, balloons. Jesus. <laughs>